But the word deep and its, its meaning used here in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 and in many other places, it refers to an abyss. It refers to depths of subterranean waters. Very simply, if I could take this definition for the deep, the deep speaks to the unknown. Perhaps one of the most mysterious places throughout history, not just in Scripture, but throughout history and even still today, is the deep, the deep places of the earth. I'm not going to go into all the details, but it's pretty interesting when we think we know quite a bit about our earth, how little is known about the actual deep places of our earth. In fact, we, uh, there is, is more that we don't know contained in the depths than what we do know is above the earth. There's all kinds of things, but it symbolizes the unknown. When we understand that the deep is a reference to the unknown, we can now find instances throughout Scripture of the deep and people who entered the deep. One of the first examples is Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. We find that when Abram left all that he knew, when God told him, I want you to get out of this place, I want you to leave your friends, I want you to leave your family, I want you to leave uh, most of your possessions behind, and I want you to go to a place where I'm not even going to tell you where it is, just take off uh, in your caravan, not your camper, your caravan. But when he said do all that, we could say that Abram in that moment stepped out into the deep. He stepped out into the unknown. He stepped out, if you would, into the abyss, not knowing what he was doing, where he was going, just following the word of God. We can say that when Noah entered the ark and God shut the door, at that moment Noah entered the deep. He didn't know what was going to take place. He knew what God had said, but he didn't know what was going to happen from this point on. When that door closed, he entered the deep. When Elijah stood in front of a drenched sacrifice, he had Uh, uh, killed a bullock and put on top and he had rebuilt the altar and then he had poured water and dug a trench and filled it with water and then he stands in that moment and prays a 63 word prayer right before that moment we see that Elijah takes a step into the deep of course we know that fire fell from heaven but it was in that moment that he stepped into the deep when Elisha was called to the house of a lady whose child was died and Elisha shuts himself up in the room and the Bible tells us that Elisha spread himself upon the child that was dead. We find in that moment that Elisha is stepping into the deep. He's not really sure what's going to happen. There's faith, there's belief, but really he's not quite sure what will happen. That's unknown. That's never been done before to our knowledge. We find, of course, when Peter was on a boat in a stormy sea and suddenly Jesus comes walking out of across the lake there. We find that when Peter stepped out of the boat on to the stormy sea, he both literally and figuratively stepped into the deep in that moment. And we find that there is something within each of us, something within every single person that reaches for something more, that reaches for the deep. It doesn't take you long if you look across society to see that there's, this is a world that is reaching for something more, that people are not content with the superficial. People are not content with just living life, but there's something inside of us that craves something deeper. These are the feelings and thoughts that ask us, isn't there something more? Isn't there something more to life? Isn't there something even more to my walk with God. These are the things that begin to challenge us, to convict us, to reach beyond what even seems possible in our own life. And the deep is relative. 
It's relative. There are people here, many people here, who have experienced a spiritual deep, if you will. I would say that when you receive the Holy Ghost, when, wherever it may have happened, whether it was in a church or in your car at home, there was a moment of uncertainty when you stepped into the deep. When I received the Holy Ghost, it was like walking into the deep, the unknown. It didn't matter if I'd been around the Holy Ghost before. It didn't matter what I intellectually knew about the Holy Ghost. But I had no knowledge what would actually happen when I received it. I had to take a step into the deep to receive what God had. I had to give control of myself to something else, the Spirit of God, which you and I know is something that's still very difficult in our lives. But I had to push beyond every worry. I had to push beyond every distraction. I had to push beyond every fear and every question. And I had to be willing to step into the deep to receive even the Spirit of God into my life. And you see, the deep has less to do with fear and uncertainty and more to do with my desire. Do I want to experience the deep more than I'm afraid of the deep? As Abraham has to face the choice, am I, do I want to follow this voice which I really don't know what it is because I've not been brought up with this voice of God. I've worshipped other gods my entire life, yet I feel something pulling on me. Do I follow this or do I stay here out of fearfulness and uncertainty? I would like to challenge somebody right now that may have never experienced the joy of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you that coming to church is not the deep. Participating in some things is not the deep. Calling this your church and this your pastor is not the deep. No, the deep is stepping, stepping off a cliff into the unknown. Into I'm not sure what this is exactly, but I know that I want it. I'm not sure what it is that I'm even feeling right now, but I know that I want more of this. And I want it so much I'm willing to step into the unknown, past what my thoughts and reasoning may say, and be willing to receive what I need. You see, the Holy Ghost is at a great unknown. I don't know how I'm going to respond to it. You don't know how you'll respond to it. Perhaps that's the fear of it. I don't know what it's going to convict me of in my life. <laughs> I don't know what changes it will ask me to make in my life. You see, and I've been convicted of this in my own self because I realize the Holy Ghost is the greatest thing that you can ever get in your life. It's the best thing you'll ever have in your life. And knowing that from this side... And knowing what it's like from this side, I can forget the other side. Because I, I understand the benefits. I understand the blessings. But a person standing on the other side might have to deal with the fact of what will I have to give up? What will have to change in my life? Now, when I put it in the whole scope of heaven, when I put it in my walk with God, when I put it in the blessings of what God's given to me, that makes it a whole lot different. But standing there on the edge of the cliff, looking at the deep, not sure what friends I'll have tomorrow if I take this step. Not sure what my family will say tomorrow if I take this step. Requires a step into the deep. But I would encourage you today to take the step into the deep today. I would encourage if you felt anything in this service today and you're unsure, again, let me remind you that what you feel is the Spirit of God and that's its pull upon your life. And it is pulling you into the deep, into a place that is maybe uncertain, but it's a place of promises. It's a place of blessing. <clears throat> but once I receive the Holy Ghost, once I take that step into the deep, the fight to keep stepping into the deep never ends. It never ends. 
Scripture tells us something that's very interesting in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That tells me from this verse that the minute that I receive His Spirit into my life, when I take that initial, initial step into the deep and His Spirit enters my life and now God dwells in me, That from that moment forward, that spirit that I have received is continually searching for deep things. It never stops. There's no person here that has plumbed the depths of God. And so if you have the Holy Ghost, something inside of you today should be searching for something deeper. Now think about that. How many times do we come to church and, and, and we, we, we really just kind of deal on a superficial level? No, I'm not going to say that because that's not fair. Not a superficial level because there are times and there's moments when we receive deep things from God. But let me ask you, how many times do we come to church searching for something deeper from God? I'm not asking how deep you are in God. I'm asking, are you searching for something deeper from God? You see, that's a relative term. Again, nobody knows the depths of God. Nobody has plumbed the depths of God. Every single person in this place can go deeper in God. Every single person. And, with, and the Holy Ghost inside of me, Paul tells us, should be pulling me towards something deeper in my life. The pull of the deep. I believe that God is here today to pull some people into the deep today. To pull some people deeper into Him today. I believe there's people that sit here today and you have felt the pull of God in your life. Perhaps you're sitting here and you don't even know what's going on, but you feel the pull of God in your life. Perhaps you've lived for God for a long time and yet there's something inside of you that's the Spirit searching, that's challenging you. Something that's causing turmoil within. And you stand looking on the abyss of the unknown, of uncertainty. Because if you've lived for God any amount of time, you know what it's like to stand on that abyss, that uncertainty, that unknown. Well, God, I'm not really sure about this. From the simple thing of God tells you to go pray for somebody, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can do this. But there's a few things I believe the Lord wants us to know about the deep today, and I believe that God is pulling. The first thing I like to say is that there are blessings that are found in the deep. The deep is a unique place. Things happen in the deep that, we, that do not happen other places. And I believe that there are blessings of the deep. In Genesis chapter 49 and verse 25, Jacob's blessing is being prayed here. And he prays that there would be blessings of the deep that lieth under. Now, if we take this literally as, as Jacob was praying it, that means that every time you go fishing, you're going to catch the biggest fish of your life. How about that? But I believe that there's a blessing that can be found in the deep that can be found nowhere else. And I believe that blessing begins, first of all, with the greater knowledge of who God is. You see, when I step out into the deep, when I step out into uncertainty, when I step out into things that I'm not quite sure of, I suddenly begin to understand some things about God. I begin to understand that His ways are not quite my ways and that He has a different way of looking at things. I begin to understand when I step out in His 
his, into the deep as Abraham did. That there's a faithful God who loves me and cares for me and will stick with me. I begin to see his love a little bit more in my life. When I begin to see God and I begin to plumb the depths of his love that I can't get around, that I can't get over, that I can't get underneath of, I understand his love for me a little bit more. As I begin to see the vastness of God, of what I don't know, it's what we just sang about, I realize how great God really is. In the deep, I get a knowledge of God that I can't get from anywhere else, but it's in that deepness as I say, Lord, I'm willing to take a step into something that I'm not sure of. I'm willing to take a step in a direction that I'm not completely sure of the destination or how it's going to turn out, but I begin to grasp something of God that I never had before. I get a greater knowledge of God. And perhaps, I don't know if it's more importantly, but just as important, I begin to get a greater knowledge of myself. I believe that's a blessing of the deep. You see, the deep has a way of pulling what's inside of me out. (laughs) In those moments of uncertainty and fear, as you've sat, as you've gone up the uh, 120 feet or whatever it is of the roller coaster, and as you near the top, and you're not really sure what's on the other side... What's inside of you begins to come out. Lord, I'll never, first of all, get on a roller coaster again. (laughs) It begins to come out when when we're faced with uncertainty. But you see, in the deep, when I begin to take steps, suddenly I begin to see how much I really trust Him. You know what that is? That's a blessing in my life. I begin to see how much of me is crucified with Christ. That's a blessing of the deep. I begin to see how much control the Spirit really has in my life. That's a blessing of the deep. You see, when I step off into the deep, it's not just that I understand how big God is. No, I suddenly get a knowledge of myself. I begin to see how much of myself is still really involved in this whole thing. The deep begins to pull out from what's inside of me. And sometimes when I'm faced with uncertainty, I disappoint myself. Sometimes when I'm faced with things that I don't understand, I disappoint myself because I realize that it's not really in there the way that I thought it was. My faith isn't quite where it needs to be. My trust isn't really quite where it needs to be. But that's a blessing because now I can go to an altar and I can say, Lord, help me to trust you more. Lord, increase my faith. Lord, I die out to myself in this area. Lord, help me to be more like you. There's blessings that are found in the deep. There's wonders that are seen only in the deep. And I read from these verses last week, Psalms 107, verses 23 and 24. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. Those people see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. You see, there's wonders found in the uncertainty. There's wonders found in the unsureness when I step out. That word wonder simply means to be beyond one's powers, to show oneself wondrous. You see, the deep is about going beyond myself. 
The deep is beyond what I can control. The deep is beyond my own power. And it's in those moments that God can show himself wonderful. In the unknown, in the uncertainty, is when God decides, not just decides, but when God shows up and when God begins to show out of his power. It's in the deep that Elijah prayed and fire fell from heaven. It was in the deep that the three Hebrew children, they said, you know what, we're willing to take the step. And you know what, if he saves us, that's fine. If he doesn't, that's fine. And it was in the deep that the wonder of the fourth man showed up in the fire. It's in the deep that the lame are raised. It's in the deep that the blinded eyes see. It's in the deep that the dead are raised to life. It's in the deep that Stephen sees as he looks into heaven, he sees Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. That's in the deep. There's some things that I cannot experience unless I'm willing to step beyond myself, unless I'm willing to step out, unless I'm willing to step into the unknown. After God takes Job through a verbal journey through the deep, we find that Job utters these words in Job chapter 42. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not. Things too wonderful for me which I knew not. I hear, I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. You see, here's what I feel when I read that verse. Here's what the deep does to me. It challenges me and it says, Have you only heard, but never seen? That's the deep that stirs something within me and says, I'm tired of hearing about this aspect of God. I'm tired of hearing about how God does this and God does that. It's the deep that says, I want to see those things happen in my life. It's the deep that says, I just don't want to hear about revival. I want to see revival. It's the deep that says, I don't just want to hear about miracles. I want to see miracles. It's the deep that says, I just don't want to hear about 20, 30, 40 receiving the Holy Ghost. It's the deep that says, I want to see that take place. You see, that's the pull of the deep. And the challenge to me is I know that if that's supposed to happen, then I'm going to have to step into a place that I may not be comfortable with. I'm going to have to step into a place that I may not understand. I'm going to have to step into a place where I give everything to God. You see, there's things that our minds cannot even begin to comprehend within the deep. There's wonders in the deep that I can't even comprehend. Ephesians says, exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. There's miracles in the deep that I can't comprehend. There's deliverances in the deep that I can't comprehend. And most importantly, perhaps, is there is perspective in the deep as I catch a glimpse of His power and His majesty. You see, there's blessings in the deep. There's wonders in the deep. And we come to our text, we find the story of the disciples fishing in Luke chapter 5. Their point of their fishing trip as it starts out, surprisingly enough, was to catch fish. <clears throat> this wasn't one of those fishing trips where they packed a bunch of sandwiches and, and hostess Twinkies and that was the point. And if they caught a fish, oh well, that's, that's fine. The point of their fishing trip was to catch fish. That's why they had gone out. Now we find the story taking place. They have come back in and they are mending their nets. They're putting things back together. They've quit for the day. They'd fished all night. Jesus says, can I preach from your boat? So they push the boat out a little and they continue cleaning their nets and fixing their nets. I'd like to say, I don't think that they were being self-serving when they went out to catch fish. 
I don't think they went out to catch fish for prideful reasons. It was just what needed done. They were fishermen. That's what they did. So I don't think the reason that they didn't catch any fish was because of the pride of their hearts. I don't think the reason they didn't catch fish was because they had no clue what they were doing. They had done it, I believe, for the right motives. They'd done it the right way, and just nothing had happened. Does that sound familiar? You do the right thing, and nothing happens. You pray the prayers, and nothing happens. You do it honestly out of a humble spirit, not so you can be lifted up, and nothing happens. I don't think they were using the wrong nets or the wrong bait, but we find in Luke chapter 5, verse 4, we find Jesus uttering the phrase, Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let your nets down. I would like to say that as individuals and as a church, I believe it's time to cast our nets out again. I don't think the reason there's been... Uh, if you want to call, I don't know if it's right to call it successful or unsuccessful. What I think, uh, it's, it's not that it's, there's a reason, a, a sinful reason. I don't think that there's a prideful reason. The reason uh, that we haven't seen some of the results that we wanted to in our own personal lives. I don't think the reason why some of those people that we've witnessed to time and time again are not in church because of our pride. I think that there's people who with honest hearts and true motives have, have done the work, have done what they're supposed to do because God has called us to go and preach and teach and people have done that. And yet it seems like we just come to church and we sit out and we clean our nets and just plug away at it again. I believe though that it's time to launch the boat back out into the deep. What does that mean? Because right now the deep is some mystical place. The deep is some uh, unknown place. I mean, it's just, it's just this black, black hole, really. What is it that I'm talking about? Well, let's be specific. I believe that means that there's some doors that we used to knock on that we've just given to the Lord and said, Lord, if it's your will, I believe it's time to knock on those doors again. I believe people that we've talked to at work and we've talked to them till we're blue in the face and we've just gave them to the Lord and Lord, if you open the door, I believe it's time to start talking to those people again. I believe that, that, that <laughs> I believe, I, I don't like being a nag. Do you? Maybe you do. Don't raise your hand if you do. Don't raise your hand on behalf of your spouse either. I don't like to be a nag. And I think sometimes, you know, we get to the point where we think, you know, well, I'm just going to keep quiet for a while. I think it's time to start speaking again. I think it's time to cast the nets back out again. I think maybe, you know what? I may have left the kids alone for long enough about coming back to church. It's time I start saying something again. I know they may not like to hear it, but you know what? Now's the time I'm going to start doing it. I believe it's time to cast the nets. I believe it's time to launch out into the deep. I believe it's time to redo some things that we've done before. I believe there's some young people that need to launch out into the deep. I believe, let me remind you, church is not the deep. Youth class is not the deep. I believe you need to step out into the unknown, into doing things that God is stirring you to do, that you don't know how it's going to look, what the result may be. Come on, some of you need to get online and download P7 Club, and you need to start a P7 Club in your school. Some of you need to realize it's time to stand out and be different. 
You need to launch out. To, oh, I'm not sure what people say in my class. I'm not sure how people will respond. You know what? It's time for me to launch out into the unknown. I know there's uncertainty. I'm not sure what may happen. But you know what? I'm stepping beyond myself. Let me just challenge you, that pool that you feel, young person, at a, at a camp meeting or at a youth service or, or wherever it may be, that pool that you feel is not something to be ignored. It's not something for a moment, but it's something that is there to transform my life. When I feel God stir in my life, that means when I come back to school, something needs to be different. When I go back to my family, something needs to be different. <laughs> Come on, young people, I've seen, I've seen you get moves of God, and I don't doubt what God has spoke to you or what's happened in your life, but it's time for you to get in the boat and launch yourself out into something that you're not sure of. You're not quite sure how it's going to happen or what people are going to say, but the desire of the deep is stronger than the fear of the unknown. Come on, I believe there's a call for a greater consecration. There's a call for more separation. And I'm not saying that the deep is a place of busyness. That doesn't mean that God's calling us to more programs, but I believe that the deep for some people, that you felt a stir in your life to a deeper prayer life. That God has called you that there needs to be something more happening in your prayer life. And I'm not saying it's not deep now, but God's calling you to something deeper in your life. I believe there's people that are convicted by His Word, and God is stirring you. Maybe I should study more. Maybe I should read His Word more. I'm challenging you to step out in the study of His Word. I'm challenging you to to pray like you've never prayed before. I'm challenging people. You felt a call to fast and not just on Mondays. I'm challenging you to launch out into the deep. Maybe you fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and nobody knows about it, but God has stirred your spirit. Come on, this is not about another church program. God is calling individuals into the deep places of Him. And again, I'm not saying that your walk with God is shallow right now, but you haven't reached the depths and God's pulling you to a deeper level. I believe that God's calling people to a deeper level of giving. I'm not saying you're not giving, but there's people in this place that God's pulling on you saying you need to give to this or you need to do that. I'm challenging you to launch out beyond what reason may even say because God is pulling you. The Spirit is searching the deep things of God in your life. <laughs> and I'm convinced that the prayer we pray over people that when we're praying for them to get the Holy Ghost, if, 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 if apostolics could have a creed and prayer book, it would just be that prayer. Give up, yield, all that stuff, push, pull, all that stuff. That's the same prayer every time. Because every struggle that I have, every time I come to the altar and I have a struggle, what is the issue? Yield. I still want control. That's all it is. As simple as that. And I don't think the fight for control is any less. Because you know what? We stepped off into the deep and we got the Holy Ghost and, and, and we've stepped off a little bit here and a little bit there. But that fight never ends because the deep never gets less mysterious. It never gets less uncertain. But you know what? My desire to go into the deep has to exceed everything else in my life. If I want the Holy Ghost, I've got to want it more than anything else. If I want a deep prayer life, I've got to want it more than anything else. If I want to study His Word and God speak to me, I've got to want it more than anything else in my life and that means I've got to release control to him 
I believe it's time to launch out into the deep. I believe it's time, if you would, to even relaunch into the deep. You may have prayed for someone before and nothing happened. I believe you need to start praying for them again. You may have stuck your neck out before, stepped out in faith before, but I believe you need to do it again. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm not saying this in a critical or a condemning way whatsoever because every one of us has probably been in this position where we're just sitting on the shore cleaning our nets. You've tried the deep and it failed. That's what happened to the disciples. He said, go back to the deep. That means they were already in the deep. But I'm here to challenge you one more time. I'm here to encourage you one more time. Not because of your efforts. Not because of what you can do. But the difference is this time is because God has commanded it. You see, that was the difference this time. It's because Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Jesus said, you need to go do this. Their effort was not just simply recklessness. But Jesus commanded it. They said, nevertheless, at thy word. And I'm challenging somebody today to pick up your nets that you may have been cleaning. To pick up that person in prayer to speak to that person in prayer that you may have left off to go deeper in prayer and say nevertheless Lord at thy word I'm going to try it one more time I'm going to step out into the deep one more time and Lord I'm believing that this time the difference will happen I believe that God is speaking to individuals and speaking to this church and I believe that God is calling us to throw our nets back out into the deep there's blessings that can only be found in the deep. There's wonders that can only be seen in the deep. And the challenge is for us today to launch out into the deep. The musicians come, I'm closing. How many of you have heard, and this, this is for people that may have been around, have you ever heard the analogy or somebody say that it just seems like we're standing on the edge of something? I would submit to you that it's the deep. And what is it that's hindering? Is it the Spirit of God? It's just me saying, Lord, I trust you in the deep. It's me taking the step into the unknown. It's me saying, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Lord, I want this more than anything else. What if the edge that we're standing on is simply God waiting on us to step off into the unknown? Isaiah chapter 63, verses 11 through 13. This is God speaking. And he's reminding the children of Israel of things that have happened. It says, then he remembered the days of old. Moses and his people saying, where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him that led him, led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make himself an everlasting name that led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness that they should not stumble. See, God led the children of Israel to a situation that didn't look too good. I don't know if I'd have been Moses or the people, probably the people. I'd have been saying, who planned this trip? Those, those on the staff, you know, I'd have been saying, all right, let's evaluate this Exodus event. You had all this plans, you did the ten plagues, and they came off really good. But then you led all the people to a valley with mountains on, any, every, on two sides, uh, a sea in front, and an army behind. Could we not have planned this a little bit better? It 
Sometimes we get in situations that look bad. Sometimes the situations themselves look deep. But I would challenge you to look this morning at your situation. Perhaps you're standing in that valley. Perhaps it's the army that's behind you and the sea in front. Look at your situation from the perspective of the deep. (laughs) Ask yourself this question. Has God left you? Or has He simply led you to the deep? Because that verse says He led them through the deep. God led them all the way up unto the deep. And then He made a way through the deep. I wonder how many times in my, in, in my life I've looked at a situation and said, Lord, where in the world, why, why am I here? Why did you allow this to happen? Or why, what is going on? There's no way to go. There is. You could step into the deep. This verse challenges me. It says, He'll be with you through the deep. Maybe I need to stop looking at my circumstances so awful and so horrible and instead say, Lord, have you just led me to the deep? Lord, is this the unknown? Is this the uncertainty that he's talking about? That my very situation, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work out. This is my deep. This is where I learned to trust you. This is where I learned what faith really means. This is where my prayer life develops into something. It started out of crisis. But suddenly I've caught a hold of something I never have before. Let me tell you that God will be with you through the deep. And you know what? It's not enough for God just to say, I'll be with you through the deep. Because you know God will be with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Despite the fact we sometimes think He has. But here's the thing about the deep. He's going to be with us through the deep. He may lead us right to the deep, but He'll walk with us through it. As scary as the deep may seem. I don't know if I want to go that deep in prayer. I don't know if I want to commit myself to that. As unnerving as the deep may be. Well, you know what? I don't want in the middle of a conversation I'm having with someone at work suddenly say, can I pray with you? Let me just say this too. How many have ever been in a, well, I won't ask who's been there, fully clothed in a swimming pool. Um, you know, like not an above ground, but a, a, a swimming pool that has a deep end. And you ever, you, you may have done it or your kids may have done it as you watch. Your kid can't really swim. What do they do? They, they walk out until they're on their tiptoes. Then they may even get a little bit where they can bounce. I can't bounce like in water because I don't. They start bouncing like that. What is the line of shallow and deep? You see, because that's the other thing. We think of the deep as like a high dive. Oh, I got climbed way up there and it's just, you know what? The deep may be one step away. You may not be that far from the deep. But God says, you know what, I'll be with you through it. But then we find this verse the psalmist gives us. And this is the, most, this is the greatest thing about the deep. And because the deep's uncertainty, it's fear, it's, it's I don't know what's going to happen. It's I give all control. I'm going to follow this voice I'm hearing and just take off with my family into a land that I don't know. Psalms 95.4 says, in his hand are the deep places of the earth. He'll be with you through the deep. But there is no depth that's out of his hand. 
It doesn't matter how far into the unknown I go. There's one known always. I'm still in his hand. I'm still in his hand. And so while there's uncertainty, while there's fear, while there's, I don't know, God, if you're calling me to this, I'm not sure if I should pray more. I don't know if I should do this, if I should talk to that person. I'm not sure what people will say if I start acting this way at school. I'm not sure what will, you know, what I can still trust in despite everything I don't know. I still trust that when I step out, I'm still in his hands because he holds the deep in his hands. The Spirit is searching in you today. Well, let me say, first of all, the Spirit is searching for people today. There's people in this place that need God, that need His Spirit, and the Spirit is searching for you today. Scripture tells us that the heart of man is deep. There's something deep within you that reaches out and the Spirit grabs a hold of. But then those that have the Spirit today, I believe the Spirit is searching in you. And it's challenging you this morning to just go off the deep end. Just go off the deep end. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. I close with this verse. It's not on the screen, so you'll just have to trust me. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And I'm not going to belabor that phrase right there anymore. That's the essence of the deep, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country. And with this, Abraham's promise was found in the deep. There's people that sit here today that you've had words from God about multiple situations. Whether it's your family, your finances, ministry, whatever. Let me tell you where promises are found. In the deep. They're found in the deep. I wonder how many of us would find our promise that we've been praying for, that we've been waiting for, that we've been hoping for. And we may be like in the swimming pool right on the edge if we would simply take that step and say, Lord, just like when I got the Holy Ghost, Lord, I surrender it all to you again. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure where you're going to take me. But Lord, I'm willing to step into the deep today as we stand this morning. As I consider the deep, I have to remember that He'll be with me through the deep. And beyond that, He still holds the deep in His hands. One author said it this way, getting lost with confidence. That's what Abraham did. He got lost with confidence. What was he confident in? The deep still in His hands. I wonder if we could pray right now. I believe that not just in this service, but I believe there's people in this place who you've struggled with the deep. You've struggled with the pull of God. And again, I'm not talking about, maybe it is to start a soup kitchen or do something like that, but I'm not talking about programs and events necessarily, but I'm talking about your own personal life. Because before God can take the church deep, He's going to take me deeper in Him. I believe there's people in this place that the Spirit of God has spoke to you and this may be your first time here or you may have been here many times before. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God is here. That's what you feel in this place. And you can receive the Holy Ghost in this place today, this morning. I want us to pray right now. Lord Jesus, we come before you. Lord, we're thankful to be in your presence, to be in your house today. Lord, we're thankful for your Spirit which pulls on us 
Lord, your spirit which constrains us, your spirit which pushes us and searches for the deep places, God. And Lord, the the call of the spirit is one that's personal today. And Lord, I pray that you would rekindle, Lord, that you would stir, that you would speak to hearts right now. Lord, that you are pulling on hearts right now to step out into something unknown. But Lord, that the desire would be greater than anything else. That Lord, I'm willing to step into what you have called me to do, God. Into who you have called me to be. Because I know there's blessings in the deep. There's wonders in the deep. There's promises in the deep. Come on, this altar is open this morning.